Welcome back, folks, to another episode of You Are Already Accepted, a community rewatch. Community. Um, today, we are starting season five, five seasons in a community, um, repilot and introduction to teaching, episodes one Woo. and two. Um, who wants to get us kicked off? I, well, can I start us off? Okay. Welcome back, Dan. Welcome <laughs> back, Dan Harms. Yeah, it's man. my boy. Here, uh, baby. And, uh, I mean, uh, A+. Plus. You're Jewish? <laughs> At least the drugs I sell don't get slurped out of my belly button. Freda goes, that's only on Tommy Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. And then at the very end, did you guys catch like the when they're building the table in the shop class? Yeah. It yeah. says birdhouse. It's an F. <laughs> hey, table. Resume table mode. Whoa. Wait, hold on. I have a drink on there. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys got? Um, there was there were some fun lines. I I like whenever, you know, Jeff is in the the receptionist and um the dean comes and is like, Rhonda, why are you wearing Jeff Winger's cologne? He's like, oh, Jeffrey. You know, some I also liked how whenever they do find the files on Marlon Humphreys, uh, his thesis project is a Lego bridge <laughs> and it breaks apart as soon as he sits on the table. Um, you know, I hate Alan as a character. I think he's annoying, but he has a line, he's like, My wife left me, my girlfriend dumped me, and their sister, so the whole family is pissed. <laughs> um, but I think the most satisfying thing is Jeff being like, Give me your tie. And it's a clip-on tie, yeah. and he beats Alan with it. And then, you know, like a couple minutes later, Alan comes back in and ruins the conversation, so it gets undone. But like that is so just fulfilling. Satisfying. Out of mm. all, you know, the the seasons that we've had of just crap of of his, it's good to see him. Because like, before Jeff has kind of like turned the other cheek, he hasn't really gotten. Revenge. Yeah, no, exactly. For him to kind of like finally snap and do what we right, you know? and I, and I just wish they would have had that at the end of the episode. And Alan leaves, but you know, you you can't you can't you can't shoot. 100 from the paint right like you, you have to you have to have a couple of misses there but um it it was just like it was weird that the very first scene is jeff failing at lawyer practice mm-hmm. i feel like it would have been a little more interesting i mean for me at least to see jeff try to balance the two throughout the season mm-hmm. like you could even have like some celebrity cameras like maybe Professor Slater comes back. Maybe Buddy comes back. Maybe you Ooh. have like some bigger named actors come in because this is season five of Community. And so Jeff has these clients and as the season goes on, he becomes more and more unsuccessful. But then he realizes like, I want to commit to, you know, Greendale and, mm-hmm. and saving my friends. I feel like that could have been a little mm-hmm. more redeeming than, than that. But that's just my two cents. I like that too, because, okay, so this is a, a lame way to look at sitcoms, but I'm like, Jeff's got to be running out of money at this point. Like, it's not like he really cut down his spending. That, uh, I mean, maybe a little bit after he had to go back to, or he had to go to Greendale, but like we see him drive a pretty nice car during the series. We see him have a pretty nice apartment during mm-hmm. the series. You know, he drinks pretty good, you know, scotch or yeah. liquor or whatever he's drinking or whatever. <laughs> Orange juice. I don't know. what he's His clothes are pretty like top of the line too. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's shopping at, at, at cool stores for clothes and stuff like that. So like, I think it would have been cool to see him like be back to a defense attorney, maybe not try to take the cases or like it's called head fund, hedge fund manager that stole all these people's money like off this case. And like he can like think of a, like a, a defense that the judge would buy. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, so I got nothing on this one, guys. And like, you know, he could just be an OK lawyer. Like, right. But he's changed the person. Yeah. So he doesn't want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, a but, good point. But it, yeah, it does suck to see, just see him fail. As soon as the season starts. <laughs> season four ends on a pretty high note. Yeah. Right. Yes, so it's, exactly. it's, it's weird that they just undo it all in a single yeah. scene. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense for three pilots. Like they have to start the conflict right away. That is true. Did they, am I overthinking this? Like why couldn't they have kind of like you guys are saying, kept him as the lawyer, 
because I get that for the storyline purposes of okay, we have to have a reason to get Jeff to go back to Greendale. He's down on his luck. He's kind of at rock bottom again, like he was when the show started, and he lost his lost, got disbarred. Yeah, why couldn't they have made it where Jeff was the one um, defending Greendale in the Humphreys case? You know, yeah, mm, and like, yeah, so that he's still the I have, lawyer, I have every right has stakes in Greendale. Yeah, I have every right to hate this place that I was trapped in for four years, but I also appreciate I have I have some skin in the game too. I feel like that would have been more honestly realistic than what happens here too. This is just, I mean, I like season five. It's a good, it's fine season for me, but I do kind of feel like the reason that Jeff goes, the reason he goes back makes sense. He's trying to get the records, but then the reason he stays is just, it's kind of yeah. like convenient. So like, I feel like it actually would have made more sense. And I think I would have liked to have seen him still be the lawyer. And the reason he's at Greendale this whole season is like, he's trying to help them win this case like where they're getting sued because you know yeah. the, the bridge collapsed or whatever um, which that'd be a cool change to place like a over like a long an, a long running storyline throughout the season. entire season yeah, yeah that's not as like or like yeah for the school they they do some of that i guess but um but yeah i agree yes yeah. but he could yeah he could have been the lawyer that i think that would have been how i would have done it but it's fine it's it's, it's gonna get good so i'm not complaining too much mm. do you have any a plus Jonathan, not particular, not any lines or anything, but I, d- I did enjoy this episode overall. So yeah, let's. Uh, anybody have any diorama? I'm trying to think. Uh, good one. I couldn't think of a good one. Was is there? I mean, I didn't write it down, but like, is is there an institution or like something that you were part of as a kid that you would want to try to salvage that maybe isn't a, a thing, or maybe even like a TV show? Like, I feel like just what would you want to salvage? Blank. The say yeah, yeah. exactly. Ooh, save this. My mine would be uh. The TV show Fetch with Ruff Ruffin. Uh, um, yeah. I'm sure you watched that as a kid. I remember, yeah. and see, I don't remember this, but mom always talks about it. That after the first season ended, I cried because I thought it was over. I do remember that. I remember being really sad that it ended. But she also said that we really like, wrote to PBS. I don't think we actually did. Yeah. I think we like asked, like, oh, if we write to them, will they tell us when the next step, you know? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, that that would, I don't think we actually. I don't think so either. Um, because then there were like, you know, four more seasons, but then after it ended, I was probably like 11 years old by that point. So it was still kind of like the end of like my tenure as a PBS kid, you know, <laughs> I feel like that, and there's definitely a type of, you know, you're, you were a PBS kid growing up, right? Yeah. You weren't a Cartoon Network kid, <laughs> otherwise you'd be in jail, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of those PBS shows that were like, oh, these were really good. Why did you cancel them? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you kept Sesame Street on for 70 years, right? Like, yeah. I would I would probably do that or even just like the save yeah save my childhood PBS shows committee <laughs> right I think okay so <laughs> save the royals I wouldn't I wouldn't do this necessarily I still haven't seen Firefly I've always heard <laughs> great things we're gonna get that show back on the air buddy yeah and so I would do it for like the my friends and people I know who love that show um, I do think about okay so I have a couple answers. So that was one. Mm-hmm. Another thing is in two in the O seven seven, it was it was casted. It was almost brought. I, I mean, I think the writing was almost done, and they were about to sh- they're about to start filming. But George Miller, the guy who made um, Max, Bad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. he was uh, Warner Bros was, was going to give him a shot at a Justice Justice League movie. Oh, and I would have. I, I mean, I. I'd put, you know, everything I everything I am on that that would be better than whatever Zack Snyder did. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, and I, I don't even hate Zack Snyder. Like, I no, don't but but bad. just like you know, 
unburdened by all of like the expectations of what we know now in the uh, DC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and so like, yeah, that, I think that'd be like actually giving him a chance at that. Um, and then I just, I think I just had one more of a, of a show that like I actually watched that I'd want to say. Um, Jericho? That was <laughs> my answer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you, I'll, you can still talk about it. Let's see. Um, go ahead and go, go Jericho. I'll no, I mean, Jericho is my answer. Um, at the time that it was on TV, I was younger, so I, I didn't really understand. I didn't actually even know, but I remember watching the show and yeah. I enjoyed it. But it, now that I'm older and that's how Jonathan got into it, as I showed him. Really? Well, yeah. Jake. Yeah. Come on. Jake. It's a great show. <laughs> was a great show. I think it still is one of the best, like, what ifs in TV. I think it could have been huge. huge. And it was kind of ahead of its time, too. I mean, I think if it would have been on, like, 2015, I think it would have been. Yeah, it was kind of on the, the leading edge of the whole, like, post apocalyptic yeah. kind of, like, media. And it, the, the big reason, really, was the writer's strike was kind of what screwed it over. Mm-hmm. But um, See, I didn't know that. That's kind of yeah. what. Um, yeah, that's my answer. I mean, it's. It's kind of too late now. I don't want them to reboot or anything now, but like a time. <laughs> this one, okay, I remember it now. So I don't, I don't know how many seasons it ran, but it's one of my favorite like cable shows, cable exclusive shows of all time. Because you know how like USA Network's really just like it has like four reruns. original shows, and then it's like Harry Potter all yeah. day or whatever. Law and Order, yeah, Law and Order, Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a show that that like ran like late two thousands on mtv it was called silent library and like it was like you took like a group of six friends and they had to do like these wacky like games in a library and like they couldn't get super loud (laughs) but it's like what you know it's like that thing where it's like when you're not supposed to laugh that's when you're like that's why so it played on that so well the teacher's like the next two people who laugh are getting sent to the office exactly it's just that concept like it's extreme and so like again it's a one note kind of joke right every episode i watched i was like this is literally the- <laughs> well, like late 2000s you would have been like the prime audience too you had been like you know yeah 11 years old and like oh this is the funniest stuff ever exactly <laughs> yeah because it was like you know carry two gallons of milk while you know wearing getting, a thong or something yeah wearing a thong and getting like water pistoled by a by a midget <laughs> that that was the stuff yeah this is midget back then i'm just i'm quoting like a, a vertically challenged person yeah like, so well did you ever watch um ethan the show ultimate warrior yes uh, deadliest warrior deadliest warrior dude yeah seems so cool that was like that was like crack whenever i was a kid it's like you have gladiators and ninjas on the show like yeah. sign me up like that was prime and there were, i think after a while it like went to a different network or something because i never really mm-hmm. like we watched it at my grandparents house because we didn't have dish we established that but <laughs> like after a while we just stopped yeah. and also might have been our grandparents were like oh that's too violent but well, i think at some point they kind of just ran out of warriors and they started doing right. like george uh, washington and napoleon i think they started doing like Italian World War II soldiers versus American World War II soldiers. Right. Yeah. Al Capone yeah. versus Jesse <laughs> James. Mean, uh, like, yeah. Only there was a real life example. <laughs> well, what, yeah, one of them I watched where it was like Israelis, like Israeli oh, yeah. soldiers versus like the KGB of like the mid 90s. Yeah. And like they brought up the KGB guy and like the Russians lost or whatever. But at the end, he was like, the KGB will rise again. <laughs> they also did like the SS versus like the Viet Cong. Yes. Yeah, it was like, like the most highly trained. German forces versus like, yeah, just a common, you know, Vietnamese soldier who's mm-hmm. probably, you know, a farmer before the war. I'm not, that's just kind of how it was, but um, <laughs> there, I, 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 yeah, I miss that because I feel like that 
concept is used a lot like in video games now. Yeah. Like they have um totally accurate battle simulator. Have you seen mm, that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's another one where it's like <laughs> it's just like yeah, an emulator where you can like fifty World War Two US soldiers versus like five thousand zombies and you get to pick where they go and you know, what happens if you put a T Rex in the mix and like you just it it's fun to like think of those what ifs too. So mm-hmm. that could be a contender for the the diorama. But I but yeah, silent library. That sounds like it would be, I I'll have to look it up sometime because it I gotta give an honorable mention. I just thought about this one. You said Jericho, which was my answer. Yeah. I just thought of one. There used to be a show on, I don't know. It's on CBS, I, I think. And it was like a reality show. So it was like almost like a game show, but it was like these there was I maybe ten like uh groups of like two people, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. Ten teams. And like they signed up for the show and all they knew was like, okay, at some point we are going to like approach you, like go to your house, knock on your door and say you're on the run. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, oh, they were on the run. yes, okay. And they had this like hired FBI guy, some like police stuff. They were trying to catch them. And if they got caught, or if they didn't get caught after like 48 hours or 72 hours, they got money. They got to keep the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. It was, called, it was called Take the Money and Run. That was a different one. That was a different one. I remember that one. The police actually would like send out APBs on these people and like post on social, like, look at this person, they're dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but like, imagine if you were on the show, like, you couldn't, how would you explain that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it's, it's a little like, there's details of that I'm kind of curious how right. it worked, but it was an entertaining show, and I don't really think it was ever on more than one season. I think it got canned. There's the one. second season. I'm was looking there? it up. Or okay. they actually, no, it went in. There were six seasons, really, but no movie. Oh, and the last one was in 2022. <laughs> well, what? Wow. Really? On yeah. CBS? Hunted. Did they like get picked up by a different? Um, sorry. Okay, this is the one in Great Britain. Oh, uh, that's fine. okay. <laughs> so it was a British show. Oi, get back here! Yeah, <laughs> before I blow my whistle at you. <laughs> I'll throw my knife at you. <laughs> Billy Club. Oh, we're hiding <laughs> oh, in a telephone booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your mom, yeah? <laughs> cool. But I can't, I don't think it's on any streaming yeah. services. It's that that, that would be, again. okay, I know though there's a whole thing about how there are too many streaming services, but I feel like if you want to make the save blank committee, starting a streaming service of all those forgotten shows yeah, don't would be really forgot. smart. Yeah. yeah. Forgotten plus. Forgotten plus. Yeah. <laughs> Waste bin of history plus. Yeah. <laughs> Unlimited. You can you can bundle it in with uh, Apple Music for like 12 bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the bundle, baby. It's all, that's what's <laughs> you, you, if you if you reinstall a landline phone, you get the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is like a good conversation. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad I asked that. But like with the episode itself, did you guys have a leading the class? I said Jeff. Yeah, same. Like, it, mm. go ahead. Let me in for. I don't really know what to say. It's just, it, I mean, Jeff does the most, mm. but I mean, he is kind of the reason that this season exists. Two like, seasons, yeah. basically. Um, and I know there's kind of like a weird five minute part of the episode where you're kind of wondering, like, okay, Jeff, is he back to his sleazy ways? Yeah. But then he kind of he flips again and like realizes like. So just seeing that growth of like we almost get old Jeff, but no, Jeff has changed now after four yeah. seasons of the show that there really wasn't a doubt probably. There shouldn't have been. Um Yeah, I just I think he had the like most the best parts of the episode, I think. Yeah. Him. I mean it's centered around him. And it makes sense too. Like he, you know, right now he's desperate. He's got pretty much no money, he's about to be homeless. Like right. so he's got he, he did all of this to become a lawyer again. So mm-hmm. that's the next logical step in the process is hey, I gotta get a breakthrough case to mm. yeah 
Um, um, I I mean Jeff is a good example. Um, I think Abed would be if there was a contender, it'd be him because he was kind of what who got who got the group back together. Yeah. And he makes a good point that like Jeff was the one who started the group and like led the group, and so they're gonna like all right, well, if it's a decision you want us to make to sue the school, then we'll do it. Um, sort of thing. I see your value now. <laughs> what? I see your value now. Yeah. Throwing back to season one when we heard the first time we met. <laughs> I also think it's. I also like the scene where um, I didn't write this down on my A plus, but they're all signing the you know the the paper. And Britta comes up. She's like, "Do we do we all have to say something?" Or <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> um, so was, Does it, anybody feel we're doing this without magnitude? Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop. You know. <laughs> um. So for, for extra credit, I thought it was really funny where they had the the Scrubs reference. You know, he was only in the first five episodes. Of, yeah. And then Troy's like, "That son of a." After everything Scrubs did for him, and then he like leaves halfway yeah. through season five, and I think that's intentional. That's probably intentional. Yeah, yeah. probably. But uh, have you? You're a Scrubs guy, right? Yeah, we don't we don't talk about nine, season nine. Yeah, <laughs> I've, it's one I've never watched. I I hear good things about it. I don't really know if it's on any streaming stuff. It know? was on Hulu. I don't know if it still is or not. Yeah, it was, so it was. It's it's kind of it's kind of like community, honestly, where it's like you might find it on a couple of different streaming services, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a pretty streamer streaming friendly show, yeah. and like I I would say with Scrubs, like because it's medical knowledge, and like all like they use the actual medical terms like that, like it it. It has a bit of a shelf life, so yeah. it's like if you watch it now, and it's it's two thousand, so it's like you know flip phones, but yeah. it's not um, super out of date. Some like dated references, yeah, 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 for sure. And like I'll say this too, as a Scrubs fan, like very endearing, like sweet show at some, yeah. Time. And like Brendan Fraser was on the show, yeah. As oh, oh no, go, go for it. You're you're good. You're you're the one who's excited about it. I'll let you, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, so no. <laughs> <laughs> so at the peak of Brenda, at the Fraser Sons, at the yes. original Fraser Sons, no, no, but um, like yeah, it just has some really good moments of like physical comedy, word comedy, heart, um, like hearts that will like almost bring you to tears. Yeah. You know? So I'm a I'm a big Scrubs outside of season nine fan. So. <laughs> I think I've only made it through season two, mm-hmm. and I and man. Having having to watch Community on Hulu is frustrating too. You get the same five ads for yeah. two minutes straight, three times the episode. Like it makes you want to quit <laughs> watching the the series. Um, and I think that's what kind of is in my mind with Scrubs too. So I might have to go back around and like start over to get it. But I but I agree. Like it's 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 got like a lot of different types of characters. Like the Very you know true. the the cynical you know Doctor Doctor Cox Doctor Cox yeah, yeah like but he still does. Have some words of wisdom. Yeah. Um, you know, the dad from the middle is the janitor. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 That's it. Uh, okay. I, we, don't, we don't turn to the scrubs pod, but yeah, very, a lot of great side characters that you, that you still see everywhere. Like, yeah. I, like you still see Carla. You still see, you don't see much of like Turk, Donald Faison, hey, which, I mean, he's T-Mobile ads. That's what yeah. you see him on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was in the Super Bowl ad. Him yeah. and Zach Braff. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for extra credit, I just I noticed that the United Nations board is in the study room behind them, like the, from the United the United, uh, UN episode Model UN. Oh, like with the nice. clock and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's got the clock and yeah. like, this poor thing. So that's you know, I thought that was kind of cool, but also kind of like you know, a little sad, you know. Yeah. So, nice little throwback. But in terms of Mark and Red, I I give it a seven out of ten. It's it's a fine episode. I, mean, I don't love it, but it's not bad. It is. It's kind of makes you emotional and it's kind of weird just realizing that from the end of season four to 
this episode, like so much has changed and they're all different now. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of, you know, it's just like, are you guys, are you the same people? There's just something sad about it, you know? No, yeah. that's what I wrote um, down in my notes too. Whenever they're, they're not the same people that we just saw. I mean, obviously when you watch the show, it, it's a, it was you a know, year, but yeah. for us, it was like two minutes because mm-hmm. I hit the next episode. Um, <laughs> so I will say though that making this a re-pilot is kind of a bold move. But because you're you're like almost hard setting characters into that kind of trope. I mean yeah. you're not retconning stuff, but you are almost it's almost a spin off, but it's not a spin off. It's still the same show. Hmm. And I kind of surprised I didn't make a reference to that. But it does I think a pretty good reset for the final two seasons. It's not just rehashing it's not just a continuation of the first four seasons completely. It is kind of the same characters, but a new stakes, new like just, it's, it's almost it's almost like a new Greendale. Like, kind of. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's sad to see, like knowing what you know. Oh, I wish I remember the good old days when Greendale was about paintball. But <laughs> you're starting time, to sound like me there, Ethan. Yeah, I know nostalgia. Yeah, it's a hell of a drug. But I I do think this is a good episode. I think you know, like I said, or welcome back, Dan. It's nice to have Dan Hammer back. You can definitely see his fingerprints on this episode. Yeah. Do you want to know what the conversation was like with Chevy Chase to get him to do that cameo? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because after he he left after season four, then apparently he came back for one episode. Like, was he like, well? Screw you, Dan, but I guess I'll do this for money, you know? Like, yeah, like, like, did they have somebody else in the show who was, like, on good terms with him to, like, be the mediator? Maybe. Yeah, right. Because you said with the puppet episode, that was the last one that they filmed, and Chevy Chase agreed to come back for, like... Voiceover. The voiceover. Yes. So, like, at that point, like, was he just doing it for the money? Or was he, like, okay, there are still some people there I care about. It could I don't, be, yeah. It could be that. It could be... It was him and Dan Harmon were kind of the two that, that and it, yeah, and then I think it kind of uh, radiated out to the other cast yeah. members too. So that's possible that there was somebody there that was still on his side that said, "Hey, bring we're going to bring Trevi back. Dan and Trevi stay in different rooms, yeah, because you huh. can't be together." All right, you go to the living room. You go to the you go to the, the family room. You go or even, yeah, I mean it's kind of a fun send off for Pierce, I guess. Even though we get technically a send off for him in a couple episodes, mm-hmm. so. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. The idea of going back to like a place in my past where I've left, and like that is literally a stuff of my nightmares. Like <laughs> if I had to go back to like my my high school, and elementary school, yeah, or like saw like an old teacher, I'd be like, I don't belong here. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, something about it, it just feels like I, I think something about it. Like you know, this place, this time in my life, it's ended, and so yeah, like I don't belong. Like it's like I can't go back in time. So what am I doing here? Like, and mm-hmm. so. Like just that awkwardness that Jeff has, where he's like gingerly walking through and like walking yes. to the dean's office and trying to talk to Rhonda and not be seen by the dean or anybody. And then Abed sees him; he has to see everybody. I'm like, it. It really does. It's it's like the opposite of nostalgia, or it, it's like the the crash after nostalgia of like reality. Because I've, I, I agree with you. I I literally have nightmares of like being in elementary school. I've had so many dreams where I'm back in eighth grade and they're like, well, you have this math credit that you never completed. So technically your diploma is incomplete. I'm like, I have a freaking bachelor's degree. I have a, I've gone through college. <laughs> That's the weird thing I think about. I have the same dreams. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm the person I am now. I'm 23 year old Ethan. Yeah. But you're, like but now. you're still being treated like 14 year old Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's for some reason that's, that's scary to me. It is thinking about it is or like, um, if you could go back, relive your life, but you know, everything you know now, would you do it? I'm like no, because you because you wouldn't be experiencing it again. You'd be stuck. Going it'd be through. it'd be weird knowing. It would kind of be, uh, just a, it'd be sad. Kind of sad. You're like, oh hey, this guy I have math class with, he gets in a car accident. 
mm. right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's just because then we, weird we, about. Do that. you try to stop that then? Like, because then yeah. it's the whole like butterfly effect. And yeah, multiverses, and you know, we talked about that. But already. I just think like, yeah, knowing what you know now, but you're in a a part of time period from your past. Mm-hmm. There's just something weird about that. It's kind of because like nostalgia ish. Yeah, you know, it's like you want to relive that, but I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to go and experience it again. You want to experience that feeling like for you the, were the, for the first time the, the first time yeah. again which you which is not possible yeah. like um and i and i agree with that i mean I, it's it's been a little bit different for me because allegedly you know i work for the college that we went to <laughs> and so i think i think it was beneficial for me to transition through so like it's like it's like i'm leaving in stages like i had to let go of like okay like my friends are not going to be here um i'm not taking classes here anymore so like i know i'm probably not going to stay at that place forever but it's it's kind of like allowing me to like peel the band-aid off rather than rip it off which i know people always say that ripping the band-aid off is better but i don't know there's there's something that's more like cathartic about like slowly giving yourself permission to like let go of some of those things because Mm -hmm. then that's what happens if the other is true of like you just sort of like cold quit you graduate college you leave you come back on campus you know a year later you come to the the campus ministry's open house for homecoming you're like this feels weird. Who are you people? Who yeah. are you people? Right. Yeah. Um, which I mean, even though I work on campus, I still do that. Sometimes I'll go, you know, meet our campus minister sometimes or, you know, and there are just people like, I've never met you. Like you guys have gone on trips. You guys have done these things. That I have no idea. Like mm-hmm. um, it, it really feels like not, not necessarily this episode, but going forward. Um, I have some thoughts on, on that too, but um. I agree with what you guys said that it's it, it feels like they're different characters than what we're used to. Um it it is again, I've I've said this like the straight to DVD version of Disney movies where it's like <laughs> get the band back together one yeah. more time, except for we couldn't pay that big name actor, so he's not gonna be in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like all the side characters getting together, even though these are people that we've seen the last four years. It's just the circumstances around that are different. Um so I had a rating and I forgot what it was. Um do we do we meet Buzz in this episode? No, we don't meet him. No. Okay, so I can't use that. You can't use that rating. A lot of that. Um, if I had to give it a uh, a rating, I'll give it a um, Jungle Loft form, Kansas City out of uh, Brown and Crouppen. Um, so take that as you if will. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Intro to teaching. Um, another one of those episodes where like I don't love it. Um, didn't have a lot of uh, A pluses. I thought, you know, Buzz Hickey saying like, oh, you like your meatballs today? And then Jeff looks in the meatball and there's the earring that Leonard is wearing. He's like, yeah. it's Leonard. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with you. Like, oh, that's that's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I like Hickey as a character. A lot of people don't, um, which is fine. Uh, but you see the first um, Harold the Duck. His name is Harold and he's a duck and publishers, publishers are interested. And that's kind of fun. Yeah, I... I'll just say that I'm not a huge Hickey fan, but I'm just I'm not a huge fan of him. I think he's kind of a dick in this episode. <laughs> um, I, I just unnecessarily I feel like. Um, but in terms of A plus, uh, Jeff goes in to like talk to Annie. He's he gave you a dead rat, and Annie goes, "No, this is my witness intimidation project." He gave me an A minus <laughs> witness intimidation. She, she's doing criminology, like yeah, like forensics. forensics yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> this kind of reminded me of the the riot episode where after Starburns dies, but. Neil knocks over the trash can. It's riot time! Yeah, 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 yeah. And then later, the whole riot sequence is pretty good. I feel like because mm-hmm. then they're walking into the cafeteria, and Bruno goes, "The whole world is watching this." Oh wait, I'm out of data minutes. 
the whole world will be watching this on the first of next month, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is and kind of a dated reference, but it's still funny. It's it's relatable yeah. if you grew if up you and like don't have limited data. Yeah, have limited data. Um, yeah, data minutes though. Like, is that? That's not, I don't think minutes are really what they maybe, anymore, maybe she right? flipped the line and they just left it in. I don't know. No, I mean at the time I think maybe it was like yeah. you know you have minutes of texting and stuff, but I don't think anymore minutes are really thing, yeah right? yeah luckily. <laughs> I like the line from Hickey, um, like they do the whole meatball thing with uh, <laughs> "Please, it's all I have." Yeah, and he just throws the earring. He's like, "You want your earring? Go, go get it. Go get it. <laughs> Pizza, human garbage." I just thought that was just—it's so cruel, but just so like just so. Like, you like the juxtaposition of like he's this like kind of like seedy, you know, crime boss that can get you whatever you want. And you, you get in good with him, but at what cost sort of thing. But he's also yeah. just a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then Abed basically does what Jeff talked in his class with uh, with Nick Cage. He like drew a circle around the truth. I was thinking about that. Like, because so Abed is saying like Nick Cage is either good or bad. He's either mm-hmm. a good actor or a bad actor. And that's and, like and, a definitive. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, therefore, yeah, he's he's making a definitive. And so like his view of actors has to fit within this this circle mm-hmm. and like the in like you know according to them according to Abed Nick Cage is out of that you know or I guess really Abed doesn't really come to that it's more like Shirley and everybody else they, but, they decide yeah but I just thought that was kind of interesting how like those two plots like thematically kind of work together yeah I didn't even realize that, I didn't think about a, that either. yeah that's good well, speaking of Nick Nicholas Cage and the class that Abed's in uh, for Diorama question I thought I'd ask which which actor would you guys like to take a class, like a you know, talking about this actor hmm. um, doesn't have to be whether they're good or bad. Just like in general, this this class is about the actor. I think we did this with the who's the boss episode too. We said which class would you teach? Would yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which actor would you guys like really want to do a class on? This would be I got I had a really tough time with this, but I think the the person I'm about to say there's been plenty of videos made about his career, like because it's now it's pretty eclectic. It's not just one thing, but he's known for one thing. Like. A class about Adam Sandler would be hmm. fun, informative, um, also kind of relevant. Like you, yeah, because he's still in the limelight. Yeah. So you know, because I think yeah, like a class just about Adam Sandler and his fame. Because like he he seems like somebody that like you know failed upwards almost. Well, kind of cross generational. Like yeah, I think we're all because you were born ninety nine or two thousand two thousand. Okay, so I guess you really you know technically we're all like. Gen Z mm-hmm. in terms of like the break off, but we're also kind of like in that gap a little bit. And so for us gappers, like millennials love Adam Sandler. And like, but I feel like, you know, 2000, 2005 kids, like people they watch grown ups, you know, yeah, they watch grown ups and like, stories. And like their parents made them watch, you know, Waterboy and stuff like that. <laughs> like they, the, the longest yard was on Nick at Night. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. I feel like he's, he's kind of cross generational. And uh, he's kind of um, Ethan's person of our time, you know. Oh, yeah, because you looked at my answer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I said Steve Martin mm-hmm. because I I love Steve Martin. He's yeah, that's a good point. He's kind of a generational thing. I think I wouldn't say he's cross generational, although he kind of is now because he's in uh, Only Murders in yeah. the Building, so he's kind of coming back, which is great. Cause him and Martin Short are fun together. They that's are a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's SNL legend. Alum. I mean, yeah, probably the most. I don't know if he's the most famous SNL alum, but maybe one of the most successful, like when he was right after SNL, mm-hmm. um, he was huge. He played the banjo too, which is really cool. I just think that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a banjo band. 
Um, I think an, a class about him would be cool because I think an actual class. I mean, that's like that's studying, how a lot of your classes in general work is you could read well, the that's true, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that'd be kind of a, a world breaking topic in the realm of community. Ooh. That guy looks exactly like Pierce. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, um, and this might be a little like stretching, I'm going to say Sean Astin. Because oh, great answer. I feel, great like, I, I feel like he's one of those actors that I don't know enough about what he's been in to where I will see a movie or a TV show. like, oh, hey, it's Sean Astin. Or, hey, it's, it's Sam. It's Sam Gamgee, right? But I also feel like, okay, I didn't know that he was the son of John Astin. He was the original Gomez in The Addams Family. I didn't know that. Whoa. Yeah, so... I, I want to take the class on like what he's been in, but also like a dive into like how that affects a person. Like, okay, like is he okay with being Sam? Like he's not Frodo. He's the he's the friend. He's like the best mm-hmm. friend. Or like he's Bob in Stranger Things. Like mm-hmm. and I think by that point he was he was cast <laughs> because he's recognizable. But like getting typecast. Like are you like like Rudy? Like Rudy was kind of like the underdog, like never quite really even had like a redemption arc. He just had like one tackle at the end of the movie. I'm pretty sure. Um, and the guy from the Goonies too. Or the, the, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he is in the Goonies. But um, I think you're right on, on, on the dot. I think it's a perfect answer. Cause it's like, yeah, there's somebody like that'd be an interesting class in the sense of like, he's always, he's a, that guy actor. Oh, that's the guy from Rudy. That's the guy from, ain't that the kid from Goonies? Like, aren't you the horse from horsing around? Yeah. <laughs> Like, ain't that the dude from you're the that's that's the same wise game? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not oh bro, that's Brad Pitt. Whoa, that's <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he play he plays the uh IT guy in Brooklyn nine nine. Yeah. Shoot. Played in class. I I said Abed because the the Nicolas Cage. Oh, it's iconic. Is yeah, iconic mm-hmm. scene from <laughs> I've even seen I don't know if this is doctored, and I probably is, but a photo of like Nicolas Cage holding up a sign is like I I approve of Abed's impersonation of me in community I, it's probably fake but i'd like to think that somewhere out there nicholas cage is like oh not bad kid not bad man not, not bad <laughs> how does one uh, get onto this tv show yeah uh, i say nick cage would be a great go, go uh guest star, guest star? oh yeah yeah and probably attainable because like yeah he's had a resurgence for sure because he's been so memed but mm-hmm. i feel like there was a stretch for a while there where it was like wasn't quite having like block he was in left behind you know, yeah. <laughs> that, that might have been a low point in his career, but I'm pretty sure it has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me check. Um, well, he has kind of got to that point now where he has, yeah, you're right. He has almost gotten to be so not. I wouldn't. I don't know. He's a list. Maybe he is, but because he's been memed and there's such a weird phenomenon around his career that now he's gotten big enough to be in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Or like I think I think he was in the Flash as a cameo. He was, yeah, because of the because of the Superman, the, yeah. the act Superman movie. And it, was it? There, am I thinking of somebody else? In and uh, I know Tom Cruise is. They talked about Tom Cruise being Iron Man, but I want to say there was like a Nick Cage um, rumor that he was going to be somebody. Oh, maybe Doctor Strange. It wouldn't surprise me. He could be Captain Fantastic. I don't know. Honestly, so (laughs) yeah, he's one of those guys that's he's famous, but he's also not like a Brad Pitt or a Morgan Freeman Mm -hmm. or Jamie Foxx. Like he could do. A blockbuster film, but then also do like be like yeah, in a Christian TV show, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has a zero. Or actually, no, take that back. It has a twenty-two percent audience score and doesn't have an, uh, a critic score left behind. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think I Jeff on this one. That's what I would have said. Not, I mean, it's okay. I will say like, I think Jeff has the most adjusting to do in this episode because he starts to realize like, oh, I'm not a student anymore. Yeah, um, I am a teacher, and so he has like that. 
Um, I call it like the dog on the chain where it's like he's been pulling so much or like fighting against this change. And now suddenly he like cuts loose on the leash. So he's like running full speed and he's, you know, partying with the teachers. He's being a bad, you know, he's being rude to people. And then eventually he kind of like, you know, realizes that he's not being chased. He can kind of like trot along a little bit. So I I feel like if if I had written down somebody, I would have put I would have put that in there. That's good. Stuff. That's answer. Give any extra credit, Christian. Um, yeah, I I think we you know we we brushed we went pretty in deep with the first episode and you know people being back on campus. But Jeff being a teacher reminds me of like season seven Ron Swanson, where like and I <laughs> no. th- like this is one of like the most iconic like memorable things in TV for me, where you know Ron and Leslie are back in the Parks Department. And he kind of explains why he's mad at her. And he's like, yeah, you know, one day I looked up and looked around and like the parks department was yeah. different. And uh, yeah, because, yeah. you know, spoilers for the end of the series, but like a lot of the other characters leave Greendale and Jeff is still there, mm-hmm. like as a teacher. And so like, man, that has to gut you, you know, mm-hmm. like even just thinking about it is like, I'm, I almost want to tear up. Like it sounds lonely. And I've, yeah. and I've brought this up on the pod. I know I have, and I've talked to you guys about it. Um, it's just kind of like that mentality of like, you're the old guard, like everybody around you is different. They don't, you know, once, once Jonathan left the lighthouse and Ethan graduated, that's how I felt. And once, you know, once all your friends left and I think you had a guy who's like, why are you still in Maryville? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a sign for you too. So it, it's just like that mentality or that, you know, that canon event for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's <a> good parallel. <laughs> Shut up, Professor Garrity. Oh yeah, back. that was cool. Yeah, yeah that's Dram- he's he's dramatic teacher, not drama teacher. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. I'm dramatic professor Sean Gary. <laughs> uh, in terms of Mark and Red, I said seven out of ten. Sorry, I know you guys like him. I like him better at the study group table than I like Pierce. It may it feels like a better fit to me. But then I also mm-hmm. I like Frankie, mm-hmm. and I and I like Elroy. Oh yeah. So I'm like yeah. so it's not just the new partner. I just don't like Hickey as much. Mm. But um this was so Breaking Bad was kind of at its peak right at this time, right? Jonathan he cuz he's in Breaking Bad, isn't he? Yeah, I guess Jonathan this would have been I think Breaking Bad I think it might have just ended, but they killed him off in season 5 of Breaking Bad. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so I think that would have freed him up for this. So that could be part of it is like the the he's at his like Apex, whatever. A seven out of ten. It's a it's fairly funny episode. Um, we're getting into better ones, so mm-hmm. that's keeping me optimistic. That's fair. Did you already give your rating, Jonathan? Oh, um, I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten. I liked, um, I like some of the Jeff teaching stuff, especially when he actually starts teaching. And like, go ahead. <laughs> Skullcap. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should learn names. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I was oh, I was thinking about that joke too. And I was like. I mean, you could have said Afro. Like it's, yeah, you know, it's not a, it's not a slur. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, that was a funny little joke in there. I'll go with that. <laughs> you uh, you just won an argument with Annie Edison. Yeah. Why yeah. is Garrett still there? Great question. Yeah, it is a great. Yeah. Of, Neil's still there too. That's true. Yeah. Because yeah. they were in season one. Leonard's still there. Lifelong learner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, it, you, I'm thinking about kind of what you said, Ethan, and I think what I enjoy about Hickey's character is that he feels like a new character because like i feel like season five and six are sort of like the unprecedented territory for this for the series and like they're kind of taking some more risks and it almost feels like he's a character from like the outside world who is like having to interact with the greendale seven of like 
I'm trying to think of an example. Well, like, yeah, if if Spider Pig walked into, you know, Peter Parker in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, he'd be like, huh, that's kind of interesting that mm. he's here. So it's, I think that's what I like about his character. He's he's different enough to where, like, he talks to Abed or he talks to to Jeff and it's like, oh, this is kind of like a, a new a new dynamic to look into. But um, if I have to give this episode a rating, I'm going to um, go back to my Parks and Rec roots. You know, he plays Ben's dad in the, the episode with the family reunion and the, the family quilts. And he's going to have another son. Um, so if I had to rank this episode, I would give it a Ben's dad out of Leslie's mom. Because we've seen several characters' parents mm, in the show. Yeah. Um, you know, you have Ron's mom, you have April's parents, you see Anne's parents. You see, you see Jerry's family, so like he's a dad. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give it a, uh, yeah, Ben's dad out of Leslie's mom. I like it. I haven't seen the show in so long. I'm kind of forgetting. Can I, it, no, yeah, honestly, it feels like you're dusting off like a little memory or something. Yeah.